0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, April 24th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Dowling. Here's today's headlines. Farm groups kill allies fighting payment limits. Cattle producers want age certainty and food giveaway could be uneven. Caps would hurt farms that deserve help, USDA's told. Pressure is mounting on USDA not to limit the payments that individual producers can get through the Trump administration's COVID-19 relief package. According to information released by a key senator, USDA has been planning to cap payments at $125,000 per commodity per individual farmer, or $250,000 for all commodities. Several organizations say that would undermine the intent of the $16 billion in payments, which are supposed to compensate producers for the impact of the market disruptions, caused by the national response to the pandemic. Some 126 Democratic and Republican House members, led by California Democrat Jimmy Panetta and Idaho Republican Mike Simpson, signed a letter to President Donald Trump yesterday in opposition to the payment limits. Why Farm Groups Say It Matters The National Milk Producers Federation says the $125,000 per commodity cap would limit aid to dairy farms that produce more than half of all U.S. milk. Rachel Gantz of the National Pork Producers Council says the caps would leave many of our producers, those who have made major investments in hogs, behind and will do long-term damage if not addressed soon to a pork production system that is the envy of the world. Other opponents of the caps include the American Farm Bureau Federation, Western Growers Association, and the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. We'll be watching Senator Debbie Stabenow, the top Democrat on the Senate Ag Committee. She was asked yesterday what she thinks about eliminating payment limits for the aid package, and she said she wants to talk to USDA about the issue. Given the circumstances, certainly the USDA has flexibility on the issue, she said. NCBA also concerned about April 15th. The National Cattlemen's Beef Association also sounded off on the reported April 15th date for a decline in assistance. In a letter to Secretary Purdue yesterday, NCBA said that it would result in many producers deriving almost no real relief from these funds. According to information released by North Dakota GOP Senator John Hoven, the payment rate will drop sharply for losses incurred after April 15th. We have some real concerns about that because we're still seeing mounting losses. That's the word of NCBA lobbyist Ethan Lane speaking to AgriPulse. He says producers need to know how much they'll get for the program. University of Minnesota economist Marin Barzik says the drop in coverage strongly suggests USDA is planning an additional aid package to supplement post-April 15 losses. More SBA funding on the way to ag. President Trump scheduled to sign that $484 billion bill later today at the White House. The bill would restart the Paycheck Protection Program with an additional $320 billion and make farms eligible for the Economic Injury Disaster Program. EID provides $10,000 advances so that don't have to be repaid. Both programs are run by the Small Business Administration. The House passed the bill 388-5 to Thursday evening. USDA looks for help with $3 billion food giveaway. USDA is moving ahead today with its ambitious plan to distribute $300 million in surplus meat, produce, and dairy products to the needy using commercial distributors that have been hammered by the shutdown in restaurants and food service. The Agricultural Marketing Service will issue a request for proposals today that will include food safety requirements that producers will have to meet. Companies interested in distributing the household size food boxes will have until next Friday to submit detailed proposals to USDA. USDA will award contracts two weeks from today. During a webinar from members of the United Fresh Produce Association, AMS officials said the goal is to deliver the boxes as widely as possible around the country but conceded it's unlikely that every region will get equal amounts. Now take note, there's no set-aside in the program for distributors who work with local or small farms. However, applicants will be asked how they plan to engage with small, local, and regional farms, the official said. A reality check? Well, to give a sense of the scale of the project, AMS has purchased $1.5 billion worth of food for USDA feeding programs since the fiscal year started last October, according to Farm Bureau analysis. OSHA confirms it's addressing meat workers. The Occupational Safety and Health Administration has confirmed that plans to issue guidance in coming days for protecting meat and poultry plant workers from the coronavirus. The confirmation comes as unions and the workers they represent call for more PPE and testing at meat and poultry plants throughout the country, more than a dozen of which have closed or experienced slowdowns because of workers testing positive. The United Food and Commercial Workers said yesterday 10 of its members who worked in meat plants have died. Take note, progressives are increasingly calling for more protections for packing plant workers and farm workers. The Center for American Progress, a liberal think tank, is urging Congress to ensure paid leave protections for employees, enact stricter workplace safety standards, and expand unemployment insurance to all farm workers. CAP says these facts of daily life make it difficult, even impossible, for farm workers to maintain social distancing and proper sanitation. China makes second big U.S. beef purchase. There was some concern that the relatively large scale of the 1,500 metric tons of U.S. beef to China earlier this month was a one-off, but USDA is reporting another sale that's nearly the same size. A new sale of 1,400 metric tons is more evident, supporting expectations from USDA and industry analysts that China is importing more beef because pork is in short supply and U.S. exporters will benefit. China technically lifted its ban on U.S. beef in 2017, but Chinese trade restrictions kept U.S. exports to a minimum. Most of those restrictions have been removed thanks to the Phase 1 trade deal, and China is now offering exemptions to its stiff retaliatory tariffs. A recent report from USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service notes many tariff exclusions for U.S. beef have been granted by the Chinese government. CWA ruling saying fueling lawsuits. Yesterday's Supreme Court decision finding that groundwater pollution can be regulated under certain circumstances is likely to lead to more lawsuits. There will certainly be litigation that follows this, said American Farm Bureau Federation counsel Travis Cushman. He said AFBF is pleased with the 6-3 decision because it rejected a test set up by the Ninth Circuit that would require a permit if pollution were fairly traceable to a point source. The High Court found a Clean Water Act permit would be required in cases where there is the functional equivalent of a direct discharge from the point source into navigable waters. But that would depend on EPA considering a factor such as the time it took for the pollutants to reach a navigable water, a lake, or a river, for example. Here's today's He Said It. While additional help for America's farm families will almost certainly be needed, this bill does extend a critical interim lifeline to farmers and ranchers who are struggling. That's the top Republican of the House Ag Committee, Texas Representative Mike Conaway, on the $484 billion COVID-19 relief bill. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, April 24th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated.